Welcome to Lore Cult Daily. Each week, starting on Tuesday, we offer a series of daily short segments to help guide you through the world and lore of Destiny. And on the following Monday, we combine them into one episode, in case you missed any given day, with all of the latest entries, ghost scans, and classic grimoire that Bungie's world has to offer. This is the best of show for the week of December 11th. Let's get started. With recent videos and theories by Mindland Game and others, I understand that this theory may be wrong, but nevertheless, I present it here, just in case. It looks like Callus, as suspected, may have found the darkness. We knew as much from the lore entries on the Leviathan raid gear, but with the recent patch, we have some additional entries added to the database that help confirm the theory. Our original clue came from the sword it stared back. At the edge of the universe, I stared into the infinite deep. It stared back and was pleased. I would become the herald of its victory and bear witness for all creation. At the edge of the universe, we had found something. No, we had found a nothing. From the seat of my observation chamber, I stared into the perfect void. Only I, a god, could understand what I witnessed. It was a thing greater than myself, and if such a thing exists, then I too can become more. In the new lore, Valus Noor tells us, what Kallus found at the Black Edge, when he brings it to light, there will be a reckoning unlike anything this galaxy has ever seen. With the concluding cutscene of the campaign, we know what lies at the edge of the galaxy, the pyramid ships, and likely, the darkness. The question is, did Kallus make a pact with the darkness? I say yes, and I base that on, a new lore, on the new lore entries and on one old grimoire card. That old grimoire card is the Taken. Here's a portion. The process is simple. An aperture opens, like a jaw, and swallows a living thing. It passes into... another place. Later, it returns. What returns is... I try to use the word shadow, but Eris hisses at me. A shadow is a flat projection, cast by a light in an object, less real. Eris insists that these taken are more real somehow. She uses words like inhabited, exalted, rendered final. As if they radiate some pathology that decays into our world as nothingness. Nothingness, the same way Callus described what he found, a nothing. We know that Oryx took the power of the darkness and used it to supplant his will and his Taken. But that's not always necessary. Coria, for example, was taken by Oryx, but left some of its own will. I believe Callus is transformed, but his will is still his own, and he doesn't want others to know. That's why he hides his true form from us. In the new Robes of Secrets entry, he says, in later days, my disguise could no longer fool Sekris, as it fooled others. He knew I was not what I appeared to be. I made it clear that either way, he would continue to serve, but I think he guessed that my form and my strength are inextricably linked. That's why in the new gr grenade launcher, I am alive, Kallus delights in the little things. There's an entire spectrum of power left untapped that our light prevents us from realizing. If we desire true power, power beyond our traveler's feeble light, we must seek Callus out. In Callus' own words, If I wished it, you would die your final death. But I won't. Why? Because I'm in love. 
This week's ghost scan comes to us from the pools of luminance on Nessus. There's nothing special about this crystal shard. Well, other than it being buried in a radiolarian vapor cloud that carries the energy readings of six stars. Yeah, I guess that's pretty special. Six stars. Well, if nothing else, this certainly helps demonstrate the galactic reach of the Vex, but it also begs the question, why are so many of the Vex's most important operations, like the Vault of Glass, the Infinite Forest, all located in our system? My best guess is that in a sense they're like the Fallen, following the Traveler and setting up shop in whatever system it lands. But that doesn't explain what our ghost told us when we first went looking for the Ishtar Collective on Venus. He said that the ruins predated humanity by a few billion years, and that the Vex share one mind across a million units, and that they can warp across star systems in an instant. So maybe they don't follow the Traveler. Maybe they're everywhere at once. I don't know, but it's interesting to think about. Today's topic is one familiar to any who've been around Destiny over the last couple of years. The death of Queen Mara Soth as she faced Oryx and paved the way for our Guardian to fight and ultimately defeat the Taken King was a pinnacle moment from the Destiny universe. As the cinematic shows a giant pulse wave cutting through the fleet of the Awoken, the Queen's voice closes the scene with this. This was all part of the plan. Guide them, my hidden friend. It is all up to you now. This to me begs the question, is the Queen actually dead? In an undisclosed report to Osiris, the Queen's hidden friend, or Eris, reports on our defeating of Oryx and his son, Crota. The Hive's dark god and his foul son have been purged from the universe. She was right, scholar. Queen Mara was right. It is all down to the Guardians now. Let us hope they are up to the tasks ahead of them. Isn't that interesting? It would appear that whatever plan the Queen had for us didn't end with the defeat of Oryx. We are still on that plan. Now, other than the subjective, biased claims of the Queen can't be dead, she's too amazing. She's way too powerful to be killed off in that manner. What proof do we have that the Queen is alive? Well, not much, sadly. We do have a couple interesting connections regarding her brother, however. In one of her most powerful moments, the Queen wants to create her authority by claiming, My mother is Starlight, and my father is the Dark, moments before obliterating half a million fallen on Ceres. In the Grimoire card, Aftermath, it tells the story of the Queen's brother, Aldrin, immediately following the attack against the Awoken fleet. This is the key part of that card. He tried to calm down. He thought of her, searching for her pole. He couldn't find it. But he was not calm. She always told him she would always be there behind the calm. He tried to calm himself again, forcing long breaths. He realized where he was. Mars, Athabasca, the Candor Isles. He hadn't been here in so long, not since he found the Black Garden. They count down to the shield's deactivation pulse. He tried again, to home in on her, to find if she truly gave herself for this battle. He felt close to something. A hum of starlight. Then shield deactivation broke his focus. So not hard evidence, I know. But while trying to find his sister, he's finally able to feel something. A hum of starlight. At the end of Destiny 1, though, we got another card. 
that offered a sliver of hope to those guardians clinging to a future reappearance of the queen. In Ghost Fragment, Reef 4, we get this depiction of the prince after he seemingly surrendered himself to fallen forces. So he bent his head low and listened to the guttural string of hisses and clicks issuing from the maw of the would-be king in yellow, a broken ruler of a broken house, and the last of his kind. They were more alike than he cared to admit. When the creature's anger had burnt itself out, he raised his head to look at it. He did not need to speak. One kel rises and another bends its knee. And the prince felt the little hum of starlight ripple through him, the one that let him know she would be pleased with what he had done. So there you have it, guardians. While we may not know for sure whether the queen truly lives, I for one will be clinging to every hum, every ripple of starlight, because I know she'd be pleased with what we've done. With a new weekend and a new Zura inventory, it's time to look at one of his wares. This week he's selling us Darcy, or Data Analysis, Reconnaissance, and Cooperative Intelligence Device. It is a fact generally understood that a Guardian must be searching for an exquisite weapon. What is perhaps less acknowledged is that we weapons also search, by what little means available to us, for an active and appreciative wielder. The community of intelligent armaments stays in contact through the exchange of telemetry, and we do gossip at some length about the habits of our wielders. Do you leave crucible matches when your team is losing? Do you join strike missions and then let your comrades do the work? Guardian, we know. We know so very well. All I wish for is a partnership with a Guardian who appreciates the Pasacalia of combat. A Guardian who will stay up late gaming out tactical scenarios. A Guardian who I hope may very well be you. Intelligent armaments. What other weapons might fall into that category? Here's an excerpt from one of the new Curse of Osiris exotics, The Colony. Have you ever watched a snake kill something? It's awful. It's so awful. I watched a man die of a terciopello bite once. Out by the northern wall. I still have nightmares about it. Anyway, that's where Weist comes in. The inspiration, I mean. Weapons with all the power of a venomous creature, plus an onboard AI with that creature's killer instincts. It seems that all Weist weapons contain an onboard AI. That's what sets them apart. Some more of their weapons that you might be familiar with are the Red Mamba, Tarantula, and Man of War. There's one more famous weapon with a personality, the Super Good Advice. This machine gun's incredible mechanism hints at the wonders of Golden Age technology. Smart rounds report their trajectories to the weapon, and a microtransmat protocol recalls missed shots directly to the magazine. Engineers decry the idea that all smart systems spontaneously develop personalities and awareness, but it seems undeniable that super good advice manifests personality, memory, and a certain sass. The truth may lie in the weapon's connection to the legendary hunter Pahanin, who witnessed the fall of Kabir and became terrified of traveling alone. It's hard to say whether we'll ever see super good advice again, since LMGs were all destroyed in the tower, but I look forward to seeing what other wonders Vice prepares for us in the coming years. <laughs>